Saturday night at eight o'clock. I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show. Everybody in the neighborhood is dressing up to be there too. Welcome back to the November edition of the Feminine Critique. Christine, it's November. I've heard. Yes, we don't believe it. We also don't believe it's 2022 or whatever year it is, but that's besides the point. Uh, We are doing a catch-up episode uh, where we go over a lot of the movies we have recently watched in between other movies we've watched. And I will speak for myself first just to say I have one movie on my list that is not horror. Everything else on my list is horror. Oh, I didn't review mine to that degree, but uh, <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed at your dedication to the genre. Well, it's funny because in a way, like I'm not one of those people who does like 31 days of horror for October, like mm-hmm. just because I don't care because I'm always watching horror movies. So it doesn't matter to me. Um, and I don't even feel looking at my list because we haven't, I don't think we did one of these for a couple of months now. So mm-hmm. a lot of these I think are probably from September. <laughs> But it just ended up this way where I mostly have spooky movies or movies that try to be spooky or movies that succeed at being spooky. Uh, well, I one. can't wait to hear. Oh, it's, it's exciting. And there's a, a few that I know you've seen that uh, we have opinions on. A few that I know I, I'm wildly curious because I think you have very different opinions on. I don't know. We'll Ooh. find out. Yeah. How exciting. I know. So having said that, uh, you, I know, just to have a random list, do you, would you like to throw something out first? Sure. Um, are we going to do, do every other, or do you want me to do all my horror stuff, or do you want me to do my non-horror stuff? Why don't we do our non-horror stuff first and just get those out of the way? Because I think okay. there is, okay, because I'm going to say there is one horror movie that I believe both of us saw. Actually, no, there are two horror movies that I want to save to the end, because I want to go into detail, and because I, one, possibly, I think we might disagree, one, I think we agree, oh. we'll save those okay. to the end. Um, okay. One of them is on Peacock, you know which one I mean. But the so let's start with non horror. What you got? Oh, okay. So- <laughs> got it. Got it. Got, got it so- all down. Write it down. Write it down. I'm so excited. There will be a okay. quiz. Well, I'm just gonna say this now because I don't want to forget, and I'm looking at it. But I w- rewatched uh, The Hunger, and I was on a uh, projection booth episode yes! talking I, about it. I had written that down to make sure I remembered to say that at the very end because I listened to that episode. It was it was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, just in case I forgot to say something, I saw it, so I said something. Um, (laughs) But other than that, I don't have, I don't think I have a ton of non-horror, you know, because that's me too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I watched Bullet Train. Yeah, I read the book. I didn't really enjoy the book. This was a book? Yeah. Oh, yes. It's a Japanese book. Um, Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I will say, like, how, how do I, it is not my type of genre. And I think also because it is translated Japanese, I do find that a lot of very story action based uh, fiction that is particularly Japanese for me never translates in a way that I like to read. It just always feels very, and I mean, 
it's clearly the movie is too. It feels like a Tarantino book and I did not really enjoy reading it. So I wasn't too into seeing the movie. What did you think yeah. of the movie? Well, that that's my review of the movie. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why we watched it. I think I, we watched it on my birthday. On my 40th yeah. birthday, Christina. I watched a two-star movie. What? I know. There, there were. I know. I don't. I, I think because Zach was interested in it, and we couldn't. Uh, we couldn't um, settle on anything else. And we actually bought it digitally. <gasps> I don't know what was going on that night. I, I mean, look, everybody, everybody out there who has not turned forty doesn't know what happens. But a switch <laughs> goes off. You just you stop making decisions that are good for you when you turn forty. I think so. And this was the first. But oh. I didn't. I get why someone would like it. I'm not mm. this. I watched it now m- months ago, really, like a month and a half ago. So I don't really remember the details. Also, you're of why over forty I, now, so now you can't remember details. I can't remember anything. It's just I, I will. My classic saying: it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. This just wasn't for me. There's nothing here. I've never. I am the one. You found me. I've never liked Brad Pitt. I've never gotten it. Uh, I think the closest thing for me is Interview with the Vampire, but that's just because I like Louis. It's not really a Brad Pitt thing but then all the stuff starts coming out about him and and I'm just like I know I have even less desire to look at this man's face and and this movie is just like do, aren't you charmed by me no mm. I'm not charmed by you other people in the movie are good there are things in this movie I liked um it just all together I, I feel like I started to fall asleep a couple times it just wasn't for me so if I guess if you're on the fence maybe that's no point <laughs> but if if you're super jazzed about seeing it like go for it so you might like it it's got good reviews i think i mean it sounds very much if you saw the trailer which i watched the trailer and i was immediately like yeah. no i don't need to see this so it sounds very much of the trailer very much speaks for the movie if that trailer excited you watch it if not don't yeah it, it and it didn't and i kind of just was like i was a leaf in the wind i just mm. went with it but it's got like a 3.6 on letterbox so i'm the odd one out here other people seem to really like it yeah. I, I, what, what can we say <laughs> this happens to yeah. both of us a lot you in particular <laughs> It it re- it does. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but I'll move on to another movie I didn't like. Please. <laughs> um, other people liked this movie, although it doesn't seem to be reflected on the letterboxed. This is Fall from this year. It's the two mm-hmm. women on top of the really high yep, pole. Yep, it looked fun. No? I For me, it was not fun. Okay. It was 47 meters. It was the beats of 47 meters down. Oh, it was the like exact... See, I did like it, yeah. but imagine if you imagine if you liked it already and you have to see it again. I mean, I was just was like, I don't know, this doesn't <laughs> seem. But people were like, it was thrilling, and I was jazzed because I like that shit, you know. Like, Are you afraid of heights? Um, yeah, but only when I'm experiencing mm-hmm. it. I, yeah. Like, I don't get like anxiety from seeing other people like being high up. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. But um. I wish I could think of something I did like. Hold on. That's okay. <laughs> uh, oh, that's horror, but that was good. Oh, I didn't like that one. So I watched... Um, uh, it's been it's been rough out there for me. Um, I watched Spin Me Round, which is kind of like a, a, a romance movie with uh, Alison Brie and... Um, oh. Boy, why can't I think of her name? Aubrey like... Plaza. That's okay, her. I love both of them. I didn't get it, I guess. Um, 
it the it's cover like, art is very romance novel-esque and it and it and it is like that kind of but i don't know maybe it was an expectations versus mm-hmm. reality thing i i will say i i do enjoy like uh hey this is a weird premise you know it's a weird sure. premise it's like uh a, a, a lady who's a manager at a restaurant which is you're singing my song gets uh an opportunity to go do like a like a like a special thing in italy at their at their chain restaurants test test kitchens and i was like this is the setup of a lifetime <laughs> and then it, it never fully matched that energy but well, i mean it sounds exactly like the christmas movie i just watched so if there's that oh yeah. i love that um and then honestly uh everything else is is harm yeah I, the I'll throw out the only non-horror film I watched, which was like the last movie I watched. So it was that recent. Mm-hmm. It was, and of course I had to do it. The Roku Channel presents Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I haven't watched it yet because it didn't look interesting to me. Um, did, did should I watch it? I mean, it's I guess it probably primarily uh, depends on your love or not love of Weird Al. I've always loved Weird Al. I grew up with him. Then I think you'll like this. And also yeah. I would say, so I really, I, I've all, same thing. I grew up with Weird Al. I was the weirdo who would constantly like request DJs play Weird Al songs at school dances. Yeah. And they never did. At school dances, for yes. sure. I've seen him in concert. He's amazing. Uh, UHF is one of my favorite comedies of all it's, time. Yep. I didn't think this, so this, it, it's delightful. It's really, it's it's like the, I don't. It, it's very much like a nice little ice cream sundae, but one that you can get that you won't necessarily uh, didn't do anything that interesting. It is, mm. it is a par- It's a parody, but it's like not really poking. It's um, I laughed a lot, but I didn't laugh maybe as much as I really wanted to. I think in some ways, um, if you have seen, and I haven't seen Walk Hard, but I've seen Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. Never stop stopping. Never stop stopping. And that is a really funny movie about the same kind of thing. This mm. is this is, I think, re- more. It like has this very. What's the word I'm looking for? I-, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I absolutely had a great time watching it. Um, but it it doesn't like push as hard. It's and I don't think it means to. I think it's very like. And I mean that that's Al Yankovic. Like he doesn't. Whenever he has gone mean, like when he, in hindsight his songs have been mean, he has kind of apologized for them and said, like, yeah, I wouldn't have recorded Fat today because actually that was probably not the nicest thing to do. Like, and that's what this movie yeah. feels like. They're jokes and they're very funny, and they, um, but like they they stay kind of at like a fluffy, like low fat yogurt type feel. I get that. Well, that's good to know going in. Yeah, it's it, it does. It's it not quite as off the walls as UHF, which to me is just. Yeah weird and crazy and i love every strange minute of it this is a little bit more straighter in some ways even though when you start going through like some of the plot decisions and everything like they're really bizarre it's weird but it's not oddly enough not as weird as i would have expected just coming from from everything behind this man but it it is fun it's a light uh it is a nice frothy little movie that will i think make you happy so oh okay well i know zach's wanted to watch it so i might just do it yeah yeah. Oh, and then I just wanted to mention one more before we moved on, because I thought I didn't love it, love it, but I thought it was good enough and people had been talking about it. And that would be Confess Fletch, the John Hamm Fletch movie. Yeah, I, um, I've heard. I liked it. 
nice. How did you, did you rent it? It's like not streaming yet, I don't think. We we did rent it. We've okay. been, since we're not doing movies, mm-hmm. like theaters really at all. My first actual in theater, I bought tickets to see the early theatrical of uh, Glass Onion. Uh, oh, nice. Thanksgiving week. I haven't been to a, a theater since the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we've really leaned into just paying for just rental. doing it. Because yeah. I, like, we're not doing anything. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> Um, I, I have not seen Confess Fletch, and I didn't think I cared to, but then I have heard pretty much it like, no, John Hamm is as good as you think he is, and I love it, when he does good. comedy. Yeah. Good. Uh, all right, so if that's all, then why don't I start with my my, my first theatrical horror movie, my first theatrical movie in two and a half years. Shut up. What did you go see? You know this. So Wait, I? if we remember how 2019 ended with me, the last movies I saw were um, that, I don't know, apparently they made a third new Star Wars movie, but I, I don't think that was real because I don't remember anything about it. Uh, I remember being so angry that afterwards I bought a ticket to see Cats, the musical, um, uh, and a lot of alcohol, and I very much enjoyed myself. I have not been yep. to a movie theater since Cats. <gasps> so we're on vacation, and we kind of like end up with like a big free afternoon. So we're like, oh, what, what should we do? What's around? It's like, you know, it's a weekday. Uh, it's not going to be crowded. Let's go see a movie. Uh, we saw Smile. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. shit! I knew you saw that. I still haven't seen it. Like, and I'm and I want to, but I'm worried that it'll upset me. What do you say? Okay, so I it it, it is a lot of things to say. I I liked it overall. Um, It's one of those movies that you're like, it's hard not to root for it just because it is an original horror film made by um, somebody who's been in the industry, but who was not directed anything before. It is sure there are elements of it that it's like, oh, it's a ring variation on the ring. Sure. There's a lot of movies like that, but it is 100% original. Um, Cast is great. Uh, Kyle Garner's in there, and he's adorable, and he's like in like good, sweet puppy dog, helpful cop Kyle Garner. Kyle oh, Garner that's mode. good. Uh, it's it's very like it's adult in that way of like it's about grown ups doing grown up things. Um, I love that. Yeah, it is very much about <laughs> a word that gets thrown around a lot these days when it comes to horror. Very much about trauma. <laughs> uh, but I think it has something to say about it, and. Um, so there's a lot of things I really liked. Uh, some good scares. There is a sequence that, like, you know is going to be very upsetting and, like, go off the rails and you feel it coming and it comes. And you're like, okay, I'm ready for that because I can see what's happening. Uh, I like some of the design things. Some of the some of the designs a little bit CGI-ish. Some of it isn't. Some of it's pretty cool. Uh, the pacing is not great, I think. It is an hour 50 minutes. I don't know why it's an hour 50 minutes. Ooh, it should not be yeah. that long. In a theater, it didn't bug me because I am sitting there in a theater and this is new for me. Uh, I think I would have felt it's... <laughs> it, well, it was. Like, you know, like, you don't... It's like, it's novel. It's a minute. I don't know. I paid for it, so I might as well get my money's worth yeah, out I of it. Uh, but I think if I was watching it at home, I think I would have felt the length a little more. The more I have thought about it, the more I've thought, kind of picked things apart as far as, like... So th- there's a sequence that totally doesn't need to be there. It doesn't actually do anything to the plot... It's there to give a little bit more of mood, but you didn't really need it at that. Like, so there's certain editing, I guess, choices that I look at and I'm like, ah, you, this could have been tighter and it would have been more effective that way. Um, but overall, I'm going to say I liked it. I am glad to see it do so well because it really is just one of those yeah. like, you know, original movies that comes out by no means the scariest thing of all time, but it has some good jumps and it has um, 
some things to say. I think you will, what you will find interesting, I think, and I'm, I have not seen many people talk about it, but there is a really, um, there's a, the main character has a sister uh, who's very different from her and who has clearly processed their childhood very differently. And mm. I think the movie does something really interesting with how they present her, where you think she's kind of like villainous comic relief and that actress is great and she is very funny, but there's also, as the movie goes on, um, and you don't get enough of it. And, like, I wish, like, the movie was about her, like, we had more of it. Because there is something really, um, there, there's some really interesting observations being made around this character that the movie doesn't need to commit to, but it's, it, it is better for having it there. So, yeah. it, it, I don't know, like, I, I think it, this was supposed to go straight to Paramount Plus, and basically it tested well, so they're like, all right, we'll, we'll put it in the theaters. And I, it has a lot to it that I think, I feel like if I go back and watch it again, I'm going to be able to pull apart more that like doesn't work. But, but the things that do work, I think I'm going to really be more impressed by. Huh. I'm excited to see it. I've people, yeah. I, I've seen the extremes, people being like, eh, it's not that great. And people acting like it is, you know, the second coming of, of horror. Oh, this horror will save us. Right, this is right. the one that will, <laughs> but, but like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm more interested because it it does feel like it's taking swings or has mm-hmm. a point of view or is different enough. Yeah. And I love all those ones, all those horror movies that are maybe PG thirteen that are skewed yeah. towards like seventeen to twenty five. I I like I love those actually. I think we both do. Oh, to, very much. To a degree. Because sometimes but you I kinda... have to invest more in your characters when you don't when you can't rely on other things. Yeah, and I kind of I'm. I would like to see something different in original and mm-hmm. horror that maybe isn't that, that, that skewed to that demographic. So I'm excited to finally see it. I don't know that you can rent it yet. I feel like we would have. It's, yeah. I feel like it'll come to Paramount plus soon because that's where okay. it was initially meant to go. So I'm sure it will go there. Um, I would probably say to wait for it to go there. So you don't, I don't, not that like, I mean, it's also because it's made its money. So that's great. I think it made like 200 million, which is mm. one of those things. That's great. Like horror had a great year. And the better horror does, the more people invest yeah. in it, which is always good. We all win that way. So. Oh, well, cool. I look forward to seeing it and I will yeah. report back. I'm, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Uh, okay. I, after that, I got all horror. So do you want to start and I'll uh, steer from there? You want to do one than the other? Sure. Okay. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't know that you watched Hocus Pocus 2. I did not. And- I, yeah, I don't know if you're like a huge Hocus Pocus person. I don't like Hocus um, Pocus. I, I respect it, and I respect yeah. its fandom, and I think those three women are amazing in it. But I just don't like the movie. It's not. For yeah, me. I've all I've always really loved it. It like more than I think I ever really allowed myself to acknowledge. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's Sarah Sanderson is like top maybe top ten character in anything nice. ever for me. She's just the best. So I was I was. I wasn't excited for this because, you know, why would I be? Well, but um, And because Nick Garris wasn't involved, and that's really what, what brings you to the first one. You know, but his heart, I think his heart was still there. I Probably. Think, I, I, I will say I gave this four stars. This is, oh, I loved this movie. Oh, good. I absolutely adored it. I get, like, it was, I feel like Disney really was like, yeah, all right, we're doing witch thing. And they did. They didn't pull punches. It wasn't like a Disney-fied witch thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, we we kill children. We are we are witches. And I loved it. Nice. I liked it a lot. So, yeah, uh, your your satisfaction may vary. 
Okay. No, that I'm. It's one of those things. Like I always feel bad saying I don't like because people love it, and it's and it's one of those movies that was dumped by the studio. Didn't studio didn't respect its audience. I think in a way, studio thought, oh, this is just I don't know. Little girls will go see it. Whatever. We'll just drop it in August. And there's something very like frustrating about that because it, it's a it's such a Halloween movie. Um, it has a huge Halloween fandom and it has a huge female fandom. And I think women, I, I was a little, I feel like and you and I are the same age, but when I saw it, I felt too old for it. And I mm. had it come out a few years when I was younger or had I, I don't know, not, maybe I was like very cynical at that age. I don't know, but I respect the people, like the love that movie has. So I'm glad that the sequel also made everybody happy. Yeah, it was, it was, for me, it, at least it was, it was satisfying and, and nice to see Good. everything and everybody again. Wonderful. All right, so on the note of witches, I have a witch movie that I saw. Um, I I was really excited for this because the pre- the trailer looked really good, and it was a female director, and it's independent. Alice, it's got a great cast. It's Alice Krieg and Malcolm McDowell, and everything about it looked good. And I'm not going to say it's bad. I'm just going to say it wasn't for me. <laughs> and that was She Will on on uh, Shutter. Oh. I knew I knew there was an Alice Krieg movie that I hadn't seen, but I had read about. I mm-hmm. couldn't remember what it was. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. There's there's a lot. I even though I didn't often disappointed. Yeah, I didn't like this, but I still recommend people watch it because I think a lot of people will like it. Uh, yeah. It is. I, yeah. It's like I feel bad saying the things I don't like about it because I re- again, it's a movie I was rooting for. It's. It is different. It has a different story in mind. Alice Krieg can do anything, in my opinion. Like, I think she may be, like, my favorite actor uh, of especially that that era and that age. But mm-hmm. I think she – and she's so good in horror, and I'm so glad horror has found a place for her because it gives her these really rich things to do. And she's great in this, but the movie is, like, trying to do a few other things that don't involve her, and it, I don't mm-hmm. understand why it's doing that. Uh, so it's just a lot of, it's a really good looking movie, but it's also like, why do we have so many shots that are just nature moving around? I don't need another one of those. I want to get back to Alice Creek doing stuff. So it didn't work for me. Um, but it will probably work for others. And I still encourage people to give it a shot. I, I'm sure I will watch it eventually. Yeah. Uh, what, what else you have? What's next? Um, I... For some reason, decided to catch up on the Purge movies, and yeah! I had never seen. Uh, I had never seen the. Well, had never. It came out last year. The Forever Purge. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I didn't. I was. I, I gave it. I don't remember it. I gave it two and a half stars. I think that says all there is to say. I was just kind of like, all right, this is a Purge movie, I guess. It, that that's the one that for me was kind of the least interesting. I think for. One, it was very clear very quickly who was going to make it and who wasn't. Yeah. And it I, felt very yeah. formulaic immediately. Yeah. And and yeah. that's a genre, uh, not a genre, that's a franchise that has really, I, I love that franchise and I will defend it for so many reasons. And I think it's mm-hmm. wildly intelligent and smart. And, and I love that it's been able to keep doing new things. Um, and that movie where, and all the other movies have surprised me one way or another. And the same with the show. Yeah, for sure. Two seasons of television and it's great and not enough people watched it. So that movie to me was very much like, oh no, this is kind of what I expected. And very quickly, you're like, well, they that person can't die. That person's not going to die. Wait, although that person, oh, they just killed that person. So they're already dead. Mm-hmm. So there's, and you, like, you, you feel at that point too, that movie is feels the most 
obvious in some ways as a not even trying to not be about our time. Whereas the others were all enough removed from it. And granted, election year, um, like six months after it came out, the election was happening and it's very, but, but it came up before. So it doesn't feel like it was imitating that. And this one just feels to me very much of like, no, 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 this is exactly what would happen right now with the purge. And I want a little bit more um, escapism from my horror, I guess. Yeah. There was no fantasy element or speculative element. It was just like, this could be happening right now. And I, I don't, I I don't want to be with those movies. It's difficult. They, they are, I don't want to call them satires, but they are, you know, looks at what, what's modern, yeah. modern climate you know what i mean but but i don't want to be i don't i don't want to walk away feeling like i just watched cnn i want to i still yes. want to have felt like it was like a story that like entertained me and yep. i don't think that this one did that at all i think the goal of a series like the purge which is political which is absolutely yeah. saying things it's to reel you in lure you in so that you're watching a horror movie and you're enjoying the action of this being an exciting horror movie while pointing out things to you. So yes, it's making you excited of thinking like, oh, what would I do on The Purge? But it's also slowly saying, but isn't it awful to live in a world where this is happening? And what do you know? It's happening here. But this one is just doesn't even try to do any of that. It's just purely terrible. Oh, hey, this is the world. And it, I don't need that. I, for real. So I'm glad I watched it because I think that mean that I think I've watched every movie now. I still haven't watched the series, but like I don't know if they do another one, I would be excited to see it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they can kind of get some footing back. But yeah, I get it. Um, all right, I'll just jump around randomly. Uh, here, okay. Did you watch the new Hellraiser? Yes, that's on my list. Hey, all right, <laughs> let's talk about Hellraiser. What'd you think? Um, so. I have a really, I need to watch it again, I think. Um, I f- have a lot of complex feelings around it. I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. Um, so I think I liked, I think I liked the fact that it exists mm-hmm. and looks okay. the way it does more than I actually liked the content I was presented with. But that could just be a reaction from having only seen it once and not really knowing what to expect. Mm. Yeah, I, I, this is one, again, like, I, I hate to repeat the, like, that's fine, it wasn't for me, I, it's, I can't say it was not a good movie, it was, especially when you're looking at Hellraiser movies, because, you know, there's a, a pretty, pretty low bar to clear there. There's, Uh, there's a curve in the the Hellraiser film. (laughs) And the look is great, I think the design of the different Cenobites is, is great, um, the performance of the Cenobites is great, like, they're cool, I want more of them, they're they're absolutely watchable. Um, but I, I, my, so two big issues I think I had with it. One, again, I, like, I swear I don't have a short attention span, but this movie <laughs> was too long. This movie. How long was it? It's, I think it's two hours. It's exactly two hours. Cause we were going to watch it yeah, one night. We're like, whoa, no, minutes. two hours. It's eight o'clock. We'll never make it. So then yeah. we watched it like we did a matinee and watched it then. But, and it's not, again, a Hellraiser movie can be two hours if it merits being two hours. This for me just, spun its wheels and feel like a two-hour movie yeah and the other thing and i know a lot of people have kind of like said like oh it's not sexy enough it's not kinky enough it's not like weird enough and like that's part of it i think i forget who said it on twitter but somebody like nailed it they're like this is a slasher movie 
because it is set up so clearly of oh look here's this extra roommate character what's she doing there oh she's there to die because they need seven people to die so wait who else is to die okay now this is it and it really does feel just like a pick em off slasher movie like there's nothing story-wise to me there was nothing like surprising uh and even a bit of the reveal twist at the end was kind of like right because that's what would happen in a slasher movie so I think that was for me where it fell felt uninteresting was that you had good ideas about your visuals but in terms of story I guess it felt like like Hellraiser is so cool because you don't have to follow any formula whatsoever you have a rule which is just I don't know someone's got to open the box and that's it and, and for that to happen and then it just be like, and now we have to pick people off until we get here. I don't know. It felt like too um, conventional, I guess, for me. I, and, I, and I completely get what you're saying. And I think maybe that's why I say I need to watch it again, mm-hmm. because I think that there maybe is other stuff going on that could that could make the okay the, the thrust of the script work for me more but i remember just my initial thought was like oh i don't why is this reminding me of cabin in the woods there was there's mm-hmm. something about yeah. it that feels self-aware in a way that i don't know was used the way i wanted it to and mm. then you start getting into like well what i want and now I've I've lived with Hellraiser movies half my yeah. life. Like I just then you're like well, expectations and it turns into a whole thing. But there's so much about it that I thought was like there's no reason why it looks this cool. It looks so cool. Yeah. Well, uh, when you could, I'm sorry, when you could see it. I didn't have that problem. I did. It yeah, was I don't dark. know. It was yeah. visually very dark for me. Yeah, I get that. I know what you're talking about because it was, but like I didn't I never flagged is like an issue with me i don't know this is now this is the problem we've all got different tvs set to different things and mm-hmm, we're sure. all experiencing things differently now um i will rewatch it and i stand by my four stars currently i hope it, it's still four stars for you and i hope when i rewatch it it's four stars for me i would probably yeah. say it was three but it's like three for other people and probably like two and a half for me maybe and, and i and i get that i definitely it's hard though too for me at least because I try to like I'm not going in with any expectations but then when I start to see the way people were reacting to it like people had big reactions upon initially seeing it like you won't be disappointed Mm. this is gonna blow your mind and and I was like well I'm not disappointed but it did not blow my mind yeah yeah (laughs) I don't know did I miss something but yeah well good I mean I hope they make more I would see more from that team be it and um be it that those filmmakers or those designers, like I want more of those Cenobites and I want more of that pinhead and everything else. So yeah, it was all very cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's next? Um, Did you see bodies, bodies, bodies? I did not see bodies, bodies, bodies. Okay. So this is probably top five of the year for me. Nice. Um, It might be my favorite school script my favorite modern script so it's my favorite script since jennifer's body like i just want to sit and read this script i'm in love with this movie i this is i i I don't know why so much of my commentary is i know people don't like this but people don't seem to like it and and like i think i get it Mm -hmm. but they're (laughs) but they're wrong i feel like this is has been is the kind of movie that everybody I haven't seen a consensus even amongst like my friends, but I've seen strong opinions on it, like one way or another. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it worked for me and Good. I will be the first to, to say I can easily see that it would not work for mm-hmm. a lot of people. But for me, it was this, I was like, give it to me. Nice. And I, and I went in not knowing anything. Every, you know, when people are like, go in not knowing anything. Yes. I take that very seriously. Oh, me <laughs> so too. I, I hadn't even read a synopsis of this movie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, we're going to do it. And as it unraveled, I it, I love, I, I have a hard time watching things without playing the plot game. Like I try to, not that I gate, try to game it, but I think about where it's going. Mm-hmm. And I had a wild idea, like a third of the way through. And as it seemed like that's what it was doing, I was like, I can't believe it's actually going to do what <laughs> I want. <laughs> Why didn't you but watch I, this I, on your birthday? I don't, I don't know. I watched this, uh, Five days later. Okay. But, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I would be very curious to hear what you think. I, I mean, it's, I will watch it as soon as I can. I don't think it's out there streaming yet, but I will keep my eye out. I don't, I feel like, I don't remember how we watched it. It's hard to keep track of that. I know. I, I understand. Uh, with that in mind, let me talk about a Netflix rental, which I still <gasps> do, that I loved. Actually, I had two that I ended up on uh, getting DVDs for, completely unrelated movies. Um, the first one, uh, I am wildly clear- curious, because this feels like a Christine movie, so if you haven't Ooh. seen it, I need you to see it. 2005's The Skeleton Key? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it in a thousand years. I saw it in the theater, though. It's great! Is it? Okay, I'll rewatch yeah. it. Maybe even today. We've oh, been kicking good. it around. but Do it! In... in- in the theater, I remember being, but this was this was Christine who didn't like Red Eye in the theater. This was a different Christine. Sure. Um, but I remember seeing it in the theater and going like, "What the fuck was that bullshit?" Well, and that's and I, what's great about it. I yeah, didn't I think see it when this I'd came out. I have a different out. attitude now. This this was a PG thirteen uh, at an era when a PG thirteen horror movie was never presented as something that was going to be like worth my time. And it was Kate Hudson, so it looked like, oh, and it's like a star-studded movie, so it's really yep. not going to, you know, be this way. This movie is, it's really original. Um, I forget who directed it, but I, is it the guy who did, like, Wigs of the Dove, I think? Like, it's a, like a Merchant Ivory guy? It It is, does not in any way, um, like, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I, there are certainly plot elements that I could like look at other movies and say, oh, I wonder if they took that from Skeleton Key. But I cannot think of a movie that I would easily compare this to. The story is wild and different mm-hmm. and interesting. Um, it is PG-13 in a way that you like really wouldn't realize it was because it's some pretty deep themes. Kate Hudson's great. Um, the only and it's Peter Peter Sarsgaard. Peter right? Sarsgaard, it's a... and it's like good. Like usually, I don't. I, don't, I feel like Peter Sarsgaard's very lazy in movies. Like he doesn't. He never seems to be putting the same effort in that everybody else around him is. But in this, <laughs> like he has to do like a really like wonky southern accent, and he does. Yeah, uh, I remember that. I definitely yes. remember that. I always remember. <laughs> what I always remember of this was that because this was one of those movies. Like it came out when I was seeing a lot of movies, so I would see the trailer all the time, and I'll always remember Jenna Rollins going. You gonna try to use my tricks on me? Um, that's always <laughs> what I think of in this movie, but it's good. Uh, Kate Hudson's great. Um, it's a, like the 2005ness really just comes down to some of the fashion, but it doesn't feel like a theatrical PG-13 horror movie from that era. I don't know who this movie was made for because it would not have been correctly targeted to anybody. But please watch it. And it, it's again, I had to rent it from Netflix on disc. Because I don't know that it's streaming anywhere. 
But anybody out there that like has a wonky DVD of it, please give it a try because it really, I was so like invigorated by like, by not realizing how good and fun and different this movie was. Yeah. I'll look at it again. The, the synopsis, the synopsis is always like, Oh, that sounds fun, but I don't remember liking it. That was mm. always my feeling, but no. I'll give it another shot. Do it, please, please. Okay, I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I have another newer one, and I believe this is on Shutter. Uh, it's Sissy. Oh, I have not seen Sissy. I know you were quite the fan of Sissy. I liked it a lot. Nice. Yeah, I definitely did. It's it's that uh, it's got a lot of things I like. It's got strained, weird female relationships. Nice. It's got influencers, <laughs> which I always enjoy. It's uh, you know, it's it's what we get nowadays, and we they make it what you can. I I so I enjoyed it. I think there's there's it's definitely worth checking out. Um, I don't. It, I did I get another one that people were like you might like this and then I saw it pop up on Shutter and I didn't know anything about it so if you the less you know the better because okay. I think it does take some surprises. Is things. it comedy or is it scary or is it both? Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's scary. I okay. think it's it's kind of it's dark. It's mm-hmm. like a black comedy maybe ish, okay. but it's not. Don't I I wouldn't go in expecting like belly laughs it's maybe like oh what a funny situation or absurd mm. observation kind of stuff okay all right I, but I, no it's not too it's not too serious if you're looking for something maybe like a little lighter mm-hmm. good to know okay um i would say tone wise that sounds like another shutter movie that i watched which was deadstream <gasps> i loved deadstream it was fun so violently yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I, I did not have the full out uh, gasp that you did. Oh, um, I, it, 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 as Trixie Mattel would say, it worked my pussy out. It was <laughs> the best movie for me. Like, cause it, it's, it was very grave encounters, which you yes, know is one of my, yes. one of my faves. It, it did, it did the influencer shit, right? It did yep. the, like the ghost hunters, ghost investigator shit, right? It did the scares, right? It did the comedy, right? And mm-hmm. you, you know, sometimes I have a problem with horror comedy. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> did, did did you like it though? At least I liked it. No, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah I just I didn't uh, I didn't like one hundred percent love it. I think I I think I wanted it to be a little scarier. I was hoping it would be. Um, I get that. I don't know, like a little because I mean it's very Evil Dead ish. I guess it is. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing about Evil Dead that I don't always love. I'm like I don't I don't know. Like I, I usually come here for horror. So and this I I mean that that guy is so great that um the the lead is he was fantastic and yeah. he is literally that movie he is he is in every scene because it is point of view. Uh, and I loved that I like hated him but also kind of loved him. Yeah, uh, but it yeah. Was, they they towed a really good line with that, and that's yep. not easy no. to have you like kind of hate somebody, but also like really identify and be on board with them. Totally, totally. Yeah, good times. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I did. What's your next um, one? Mine. I have a an older film Ooh. from 1984, Soul Survivor. <gasps> Me too. <laughs> um. So this movie was great. <gasps> It was so great. Christine, I it love was, this movie. It was really great. Oh, it really was. It, yeah. it, it was on Shutter, right? It's on Shutter. Yeah. It's been hard to find. I think it was out of print for a really long time. Because I remember years ago trying to find it because people would talk about it 
uh, like as like Final Destination. Like, oh, like yep. if, if you like Final Destination, you have to see what it ripped off. You have to see Soul Survivor. It really it doesn't rip. Like they're it's a, the same concept of somebody survives a plane crash and they weren't meant to, and some and fate is after them and it might get them. But tonally, this movie is oh, so interesting. Different. It had Messiah yeah. of Evil vibes to me. Big time. Yep. Yeah. And what is that movie that I recently, Dead and Buried? Is that the oh. movie that oh, I yes, feel like yes. it's like? Totally. It's, it feels like that, too. It's eerie, and, but funny. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I like the, um, it is, it is, I mean, it's undeniable. If you, this elevator pitch for this and for, Final Destination are essentially the same thing. So to say they're not similar is like obviously they are. But but that but come on guys, why aren't we all doing movies where death kind of has some some autonomy and some yeah. like awareness and is literally going after literally people. oh That's and crazy. it is just it's body it's oh I, and that was something I loved like there were so many things I loved about this that had nothing to even do with that like I loved the lead actress was also in Girlfriends and. I love yep, her character. Yep, yep. She is funny. She's sexy. She's flirty. She's in control. Like love her. She like she immediately hits on her doctor. Like they're sexy together. Like yep. I I just I love that it was about a grown up. Like um and also that the like the way death is coming for her is basically like zombies kind of but not like people that are just dead that get up and then the, they might kill somebody else. And it, like the way they biologically explain it, like, yeah, I could tell that this person was moving because of the blood in their ankles. Like, it's just really cool. It has yeah. a very surprising ending that I was very surprised by. Uh, it's, it's the guy who did it's Tom Eberhardt who also did yep. um, Night, Night of the, the Comet. Comet. And it's so <laughs> in one way, it's like very tonally, very different, but, but then the more you put them together, you're like, Oh no, this is I can totally see how this is the same writer because he's yeah. writing women as really interesting dynamic people for one thing. Uh it's great. I I liked it a lot. It's yeah. definitely um I'd like to rewatch it because same. you do go in with that like that oh final destination y like feeling mm-hmm. and also it did oh you know what it did? It did the opening. I hate 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 when things open on a pivotal scene later in the film and i often think of uh uh, uh don't breathe what is don't breathe thank yep. you I, I kept wanting to call it my melt my melt i knew that's not what it was but i often think of don't breathe because straight up that that ruins don't breathe because yes. you know who ends up where when but yes. there was something about the way this was executed hmm. that is like one of the only good ways you can do it where i almost forgot it happened I did. I don't remember the opening now. (laughs) The opening is like when she's having like this weird looking at mannequins weird Mm, and she has a gun for some reason. And and then it (gasps) starts and you're like, you it truly is that moment. It's what you want where you're like, how the fuck does she end up in that situation in like an hour? And and I loved finding out. And that so rarely happens these days. (laughs) Yeah. People, if you haven't seen it, do it. It's such... It's so satisfying. I, I was, I, I didn't know what to expect going in. I knew, again, like the things I knew about it, but it is richer than I think any description gives. So yeah, yeah for, do it. For sure. Oh, good, good, good. 
Uh, another one from that era that I watched. This was a rewatch for me. So um, the last time I had my COVID uh, booster, I the next like I was goo the next day, and I'm like, and I used that time to watch all of these classic and foreign films that I had put off for so long because I was like, oh, I can't move. I'll just sit here and watch Hegazusa and Onibaba and all that. This time. <laughs> I was goo, but I had to do stuff, and then I was still goo, so I'm like, I'm going to watch the stupidest shit I can. So, um, on Shudder, a movie I haven't watched since I was a kid, uh, it is still a delight. It is still stupid as anything. Chopping Mall! Oh, I like Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall's fun! That's a semi-regular rewatch for me. Nice. Uh, I don't. I don't know why. There's something. I think it's malls. I like a mall setting. It's a good. And it's so. It's so much malls. Like it. It is. I mean, it, the entire thing is set in a mall, and it is. Yep. It's funnier and more clever than I remembered it being, because I think I had always kind of assumed it was just a quickly made, um, you know, cram some boobs in there. But I'd forgotten <laughs> yeah. that Barbara Crampton was in there. Like, and she's great in there. Yep. She always is. Um, it's Kelly Maroney is the lead. It's. It's fun. It's stupid, but it is a good damn good time. Yeah, it, it is. It, it of course it has a bit of that the, the time period on sure. it. <laughs> but like I I think it works. Mhm. I like that one a lot. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh um hmm, what do I want to talk about next? Uh significant other is a film. What that is, I watched. I've heard of that. What is that? Uh, I, I believe it is on Paramount Plus. Oh, Maika Monroe. And it's Maika Monroe and Jake Lacey, who you uh, might know from like, from everything. White Lotus. He's I guess. White Lotus. Wait. He was on The Office. But the Office. Mm-hmm. That's what I know him from. He's Pete from The Office. But um, I was very, again, expectations, man. Maybe that's the problem. I was jazzed to watch this because I love Maika and the premise is like, Ruth and Harry decide to take a romantic backpacking trip through the Pacific Northwest, but amongst the beautiful scenery, Ruth makes an unexpected disc blah blah. So I'm like, okay, what is this? Um, you didn't watch. You didn't watch this. Okay. I didn't. No. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil anything. It's but you'll watch it and you'll be like, all right. Mm. Um, it's like honeymoon, but not as good. Mm, okay. But so like, imagine honeymoon, but not good. Ooh. Okay. And I, I love honeymoon, say, but that could go wrong I know. very quickly. And I say not good. I don't mean it's just to me. It felt very maybe it's maybe that's the problem because I've seen Honeymoon and I know what a deep, intense, layered story mm. this can be. And then I kind of got like, like the the starter version. Of that. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I was a little like, mm. but um, there's one good. I I think for me at least there's one good twist kind of midpoint where I went. I didn't see that coming. But other than that, it's very uh, formulaic for me. So uh, interesting. It sounds like I I should watch it just out of curiosity to see where I land. It's, it's, so there's a, there is a, I guess there's a subgenre or there's a type of movie that's a younger couple Mm -hmm. dealing with their issues, but also supernatural. Like the, the canal for me falls into that. And, and honeymoon, and um, uh, there was another one right on the tip of my tongue, but I lost it. Um, oh, there that weird one where I, I talked about that two a couple goes to an Airbnb and there's like an old ghost there or something. Mm. I I kind of like that shit because it's working out a relationship, but also spooky ghosts or weird creatures or something. But this is just like what are, what are we saying? Mm. You kind of for me to for me to actually give a shit about that setup, like what's the point? What's the bigger 
bigger idea that we're working through. Yeah. Otherwise, you also have to really care about and like that couple, which a lot of movies, it's very easy, especially when you're like, it's always like young, attractive, hipster people. And it's really easy to be like, yeah, they're probably assholes. Yeah. Or there's just not enough time Mm. to get you on board with these people. And um, Save Yourselves, I believe, is the name of that movie. That, that to me, is one of the perfect versions of this. Because what is the... What are you saying? I don't know what this movie was saying about relationships or about identity or about how men and women interact or how they lose themselves in a relationship. And Mm. if you don't do that, then I don't know what the point was. So that made me sad. Um, all right, let me, I'll throw out a movie that had probably no point, but, um, boy, did <laughs> get, I have a lot of movies that, that had no point, um, cause I watched a lot of terrible things. This one, I, um, so I see this title on Amazon Prime, Blood in the Water, and the description okay. is like, seven people wake up chained to a swimming pool with some, with a voice telling them that they're going to die. And you know me, I'm simple. I like that. I'm like, oh, great. It's a Saw ripoff. I'll, I'll take a Saw ripoff. They're always fun. Um, Christine. Okay. So you know how like, okay, you you take a horror subgenre and you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And eventually you're like, I don't know, we got to do it in a shopping mall. Okay. I don't know. We got to do it in Antarctica. I don't know. We got to do this slasher in space because we ran out of places for Jason to kill people. Mm -hmm. So like with Saw movies and like I say Saw movies, meaning like those, that genre of a bunch of strangers wake up chained to something and have to figure out like that, that genre has gone there. There are probably 300 plus movies like that now. Um, so this one is that, and it's not particularly good, but, but you know what it does? Here's what it does. It's like, okay, let's take that that premise. A bunch of people wake up. They all did something bad. They all are connected to a lawyer who knows what they did. Um, and rather than them have to, like, saw each other's feet off or, you know, gouge each other until they find a key, we're just going to make it a shark. Oh. It's Saw I do know what this. I There's do know what this movie is. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, but I've heard people talk about it. It's just like, it, it, it's... Is it- is it good though? I mean, I that could no, be good. but at the same time, like it's not terrible. It's it's low budget. I don't know where it was made, but everybody has an accent, but they're all speaking English, so it might be like a South Africa or, or something, like one of those places where you're like, this isn't American, um, but everybody is speaking. So it's def it's it is some English speaking country, definitely not the USA. Um, the cast is fine. Like it's one of those things where you're like, these actors probably could have done. A lot, like they all seem to have something, even though they're given nothing. Like the script really gives nobody anything to do, and the yeah. whole thing—it's like every one of them is like lying about what they did, and then they get eaten by a shark. So like you would think by the seventh person, like they're gonna figure out they shouldn't lie and just be like, no, 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 yeah, I really did kill him, and then maybe they wouldn't get eaten by a shark. But they just don't learn their lesson and they just keep getting eaten by a shark. Um, so again, not a great movie. There's not much of the shark because clearly it is a CGI picture of a shark that goes back and forth, and then a model of a mouth. Uh, but for what they're doing, they're doing it fine. And again, like, what a world to live in to know that there is a Saw ripoff with, that's a Jaws thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, good for them for, uh... 80 minutes long, if even that. So for me, it made my morning. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot, uh, I can change my opinion a lot once I see a a (laughs) runtime. (laughs) Yeah. Like, hmm, 
thing. Oh, oh yes. yeah. 90 minutes for this. All right. I'm telling I like you, it. that's when you have to go to Amazon Prime because I have two other movies on my list from Amazon Prime that were under 80 minutes long. And that's why I watched them. I love that. Yes. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Well, I'm getting close to the end of mine. Um, Cause I don't know. I, there's been some clunkers and I really feel like sometimes that affects my uh, desire to understandably do things, but I will, I watched they, them. Oh, oh, they slash them. What did you think? I hated it. Yeah. It's not good, but is it as bad as you think everybody's saying it is? No, but it's not bad for the reason I think. Mm. I don't want to say it was bad. I didn't yeah. like it for the reason I thought I was going to dislike it. So I right. really thought I was going to be like, it was going to be like, oh, they're taking, they're killing trans people or non-binary people. And like or... the problem is they're not. The problem <laughs> they're is not... very quickly you understand that none of them are in danger. Yeah. And also I didn't, I, I read, a... <laughs> I read a short story that was very similar to this mm. and a hundred times better mm. so it's um it's doable for for sure because this idea of like a conversion camp is truly horrifying absolutely but like i don't know and i liked the cast i the cast was great and that was i liked that i got to see actors that i probably would not normally see in a movie like that uh so that was exciting and, like, yeah. I, I didn't hate, like, their interactions and all their conversations. No. I just thought it was no. a terrible horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's really what it is. So it it's hard to be, like, because at first I thought, like, oh, maybe it's mean. Like, it's, right. like, somehow it's, like, anti-LGBTQIA or something. Or, or maybe it's maybe it's doing something, and that's why people don't like it. But then like, you watch it, and you're like, oh, this just isn't a very good movie yeah and it's it's weirdly tame in that like it it, yes it has like one scene even of like conversion attempts that you're like oh yeah that's fucked up but also it's so clear and this isn't even a spoiler because you figure it out 10 minutes in that oh no whoever is killing people is not killing the campers so like at that point you're like what am i who why do i not nobody i care about is in danger so yeah what is this? And I mean, did you figure call it from the beginning? Because I don't normally look for it, and I could kind of I figured that out quickly too. Um, that's a good question. I don't know that to me it was it even anything to yeah, like yeah. it was just like this is I get it. I I I, I guess yes, I got it immediately. Mm. I don't know that I, <laughs> I don't know that I spent any time like thinking about anything. I don't know. It just it just felt hollow yeah it just it's i mean the the guy who wrote and directed it is a like long-term oscar nominated screenwriter he wrote gladiator oh, I didn't like know that. yeah he's a legitimate like has written with spielberg like he's a huge guy this was his first um i think directing like solo directing job and like it just i I don't know. It's just, it's there. <laughs> it's, it's an odd duck. Like, I, I don't know. People have been really trashy and I'm like, I don't know. Like you haven't seen enough movies if you think that's the worst thing in the world, but still, yeah. Like, but I get it, it. It's not a good, it's not good for what it's trying to be. Yeah. It's not, it's, no. it, it, it pulls punches and I get wanting to be sensitive and stuff right. and that's great. But like, then you what's even the point right then why why'd you, you know, make this movie yeah it's still a genre movie you need to at least yeah. something needs to happen if if it just make a, a drama right if you which is fine i won't watch it but like, <laughs> true <Same. laughs> if you're, you're making if you're making a genre movie like it's gotta 
this this is what I'm talking about, like with significant other, like no yeah. teeth. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't want toothless with no perspective. Mm-hmm. I want I don't want I don't I don't want some like for higher film. I want to feel like your passion and your ideas, like you're trying to tell me something. Yes. And what was they them trying to tell me? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. Let people live their lives. Great. I already knew yeah, that. I knew, yeah. So now what? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. Let me see. Uh, okay. So I have, a uh, probably about like 10 more or so. Oh, do you want to burn through a couple? Sure. Cause I, I'm, I'm running out. <laughs> okay. So I'll, let me go through a few of the other Amazon prime movies. Cause they're always pretty, um, rarely that, uh, dis- uh again, Amazon prime is in to be have sort of become the place for like when you want something short and definitely yep. genre, but not necessarily good, which I like these things. Uh, so on Amazon prime, I watched a movie called hell trip which I watched because it was like 78 minutes. Uh, It is a group of young people go to Africa for like a safari and somebody is trying to kill them all. Uh, This was not good. Um, Very like visually dark where you really couldn't see anything. Um, Mm. There was something really odd about it that now I can't quite remember. It felt like the gore was actually pretty good. Like a lot of the kills were effective and... Some of that was was good if you just wanted to watch like young people die, sure. And they're all kind of terrible, so you're not really on anybody's side. Um, but I don't remember much else about that, so that was that one. Uh, a, ter- a really awful movie that, of course, I watched on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I like the title, Ghost in the Graveyard. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, that's good. Had a good, nice good little cover art. Had a Jake Busey was in it, so it was you know like at least a name like somebody had an imdb photo so that's always good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um this is like as a kid this little girl her friend dies in the graveyard and then 10 years later she comes home and something's going on and there's witches and ghosts maybe maybe she had a baby and came home but nobody at one in one scene she's holding a baby and then you never see that baby again this movie was just bizarre because nothing added up or made sense yeah and it was very I, like frustrating it, it, it was like it's one of those like i watched the movie and then i actually like it you can't do it on imdb anymore i used to do it there but instead i had to like go on reddit and see like what did i miss in ghost in the graveyard and sure enough there's like every thread was like did they ever explain the baby did they ever explain this did they ever explain that like it's really not good. Um, I guess at one point it got very religious. I think. I don't really know. What was interesting about it, it's it's bad enough that, like, if you enjoy, like, watching bad movies and kind of having a good time with them, the movie opens and she's, like, returning home after, like, a mysterious gone away. And you're like, I think she went away to have a baby. Or maybe not. I don't know. But, like, she walks into the house and there's, like, Jake Busey and this other guy. And the entire time I'm like, oh, is is Jake Busey gay in this movie and that's his boyfriend? But then, no, it's his, her brother. But, like, the dynamics were so confusing that I really thought it was Jake Busey's lover. And all of that just goes to tell you, like, how weirdly put together this movie was. And, like, I hate just really trashing on a low-budget movie because I respect everybody's time. And For I know, sure, yeah. Like, hey, look, I don't, I didn't, I never made a movie. It's hard to make a movie. I get that. Like, especially when you don't have money, it's hard to do that. Like, you made a movie. Good for you. But this was one that was really kind of inexcusably terrible. Um, one that was probably made for the same amount of money that was much better. Uh, something called Fear Farm, with a oh. fear is spelled with an F and farm is spelled with a PH. You will find out why about towards the end of the movie, so I can't spoil it. 
this is a um, young, attractive people are going to a corn maze. And Love it. turns out the corn maze, the people that run the corn maze, um, I, I can't tell you why, but they uh, move, a, they always take a couple of young, attractive people and throw them in like the scary maze and then kill them. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's that. that. That is the exact movie you're getting. It's like, again, 75 minutes long. It is Halloween-ish. Uh, very low budget, but fun. Um, the It's a little bit like, it's self-aware, but not annoyingly so. The characters are pretty much designed to be like terrible, but the actors, like it seems like they like they're all aware of all of that, so it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that like you, it, it's a very certain mindset of do you like this kind of movie? Do you do you appreciate low budget movies that are clearly made with care, um, that are gonna tr- that understand the genre and think that they're being clever and sometimes are and sometimes aren't? Like, can you take that if you can? This was a fun watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that it, that's the yes, and and that's the tough thing and what why I often don't try with some low budget ones because for me that experience is rare where yeah. I'm like oh this is somebody with an idea oh this yeah. is somebody trying to work something out where I where I feel like even though it didn't work I liked it. the first first time when I saw um Jesus I'm what, what I'm old what is that movie that Mike Flanagan Essentia. The Mike Flanagan oh, movie, Absentia. Yeah. I didn't like Absentia, oh, I but I remember when it ended going, I will I will watch whatever this person does next. Yep. And that's such a good feeling. Yes. And I don't feel like it happens often enough for me to continually mm-hmm. seek it out. Yeah. But you do. And I admire you for that. <laughs> it, yeah. I think, again, like we all have different things we like, and especially when it comes to movies and particularly in horror, because there are so many of them, right? If you can, you can make a horror film for not too much money and get it put in front of my eyes somehow. And that doesn't mean I give every low budget horror a chance because I can see a preview where I can watch 10 minutes and say, this is not for me, or this is very much not. But when it, you know, when I can stay with it long enough, and again, a lot of these movies, like I'll watch like at the gym where it's, kind of like forces you into like, nope, I'm here for an hour. This is the only thing I've downloaded. I'm going with it. And when you do that, you can start to really like, oh, this one actress is actually really likable. Like mm-hmm. she's going to die very quickly because she's blonde, but she's like, I I hope she does more work. I'm going to look out for her. because she's, she's like kind of charming. Like those things, you know, it's the old, like the point of watching a movie is <laughs> that you actually invest all of it in. So even some of these terrible movies, uh, and I have one more after that that's also kind of in that vein uh, that was also on Amazon Prime. And <laughs> this is also a Halloween movie. It's called Halloween Party. Ooh. This is the most Canadian low-budget movie I have seen in a very long time. Uh, <laughs> like it's a, I, I, like All I could say is it is adorably Canadian, where everybody's Canadian accents are just raging. Um, I think a couple of the actors are, like, known for different things in Canada. I think, like, one of them was on Canada's Got Talent or something like that. Oh, fun. Um, Matt Graying of The Simpsons, like, his niece, I think, is the lead in this movie. And this is, you want to talk about, again, about a movie that is not original, but finds a way to be original within that. This is, um, there's a meme going around, and if you don't, like, that asks you, what's your biggest fear? And if you don't type it in, truthfully, your biggest fear will immediately come and kill you. So, yeah. So, and, and the best. Way, I love it. It's like, and it's fun. And the the first one is sort of like, basically, like 
every every beat is definitely pulling another horror movie as its influence. So the first one, it's a guy in a your your next mask because this girl's afraid of pigmen. And the next one, it's this guy who's like, oh, when I was a kid, there was just this really tall guy that used to always stand and watch us on the playground. So the next one is just, it follows, and it just turns into that completely. Um, it is, I don't know, it's cute. Like, the leads are really, like, just, um, again, I just want to keep saying the word, like, adorable and cute, but it's true. Like, the, it's like, the, you know, this one girl who figures out what's going on, and so she enlists the help of, like, the IT geek at college who's the only person that can figure out the computer. And like, they have this like fun little kind of like friendship that isn't like flirty, but it's there. And it's, I don't know, like it's really cute and it's so low budget. And there is not even an attempt to do effects. The last scene has like some CGI spiders. That's just laughable, but you're like, Oh, it's cute. They use CGI spiders. (laughs) I don't know. Like if you just want to, like it's a movie that you just watch. You're like, good for you guys. You made a movie and I watched it. And maybe two other people will too. Yeah, that honestly sounds like best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to give you like an actual good movie that I watched that I think you would really like. And I don't think you've seen it because I feel like we would have talked about it. Found footage, but like okay. Lake Mungo style found footage where it's a documentary okay. and found footage. Uh, this is streaming. It's been on a few different sites. It's always on Tubi, but I think it's on Amazon Prime now, which is how you sh- you should watch this without commercials because it's it builds horror in the high desert. Oh no, I've never even heard of it. Oh, okay. I've only I think um, uh, Stacy Ponder's podcast, Gay Lords of Darkness. They talked about it a few months ago, and like one of those like oh after that I'd he- since heard like a few other people find it. And it's, it is not quite as good as Lake Mungo. Like, nothing is as good as Lake Mungo. But it has that same energy. It's a documentary. There's a guy that went missing in the desert. Uh, he was a hiker. Like, he knew what he was doing. So it's like, okay, something something was up with that. And it's done documentary style of, like, his sister giving an interview, his roommate, um, private detective. And then they have his footage. And they go through his footage. And it's good. Um, it's a good, like, watch in one sitting, turn the lights off, because it does get really scary, uh, and it's, you're really invested, because it's, it does that documentary style really well, so I, you, I think, especially would really dig this. How have I never heard of it? It's, I only heard of it, started hearing about it, like, through other podcasts. Oh, wow, okay, I don't think it had, it probably had, like, some festival releases, but it was never theatrical. It never, I mean, again... I it's on Amazon Prime. Nobody talks about movies that are on Amazon Prime, so it was probably never on Netflix. If it was there, people would talk about it. If it was on Shutter, people would talk about it. But it's and I believe he's doing a the director is doing a sequel, so which I'm totally into. Like I think this could definitely have legs as a franchise. Uh, It's it's different, um, and it's a good if you're looking for like oh I want a scary found footage movie, and that that's under eighty minutes. uh, Give this a go. I will. Okay, good. I, I, it sounds really good. Yeah, I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. I think I've, ri- like I've it. written it down. So okay, I good. Good, good, good. All right, I have a few more, but let me see what else you got. Um, do, did we already talk about how the Halloween movie? I feel like we should save that till the end, because I think okay, we both that's, need to, yeah. That's kind of what I thought, but I let's, let's skip that then. Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay, so I watched a movie called Slashback. I don't know this movie. This is a fucking heavy recommend for me. Um, it, I guess it's horror, but it's also kind of like sci-fi. Okay. Um, so 
I this is a, a very this is a favorite subgenre of mine, like Attack the Block or Vampires versus the Bronx is what mm-hmm. I think that movie's sure. called. Um, in a remote Arctic community, a group of Inuit girls fight off an alien invasion. Ooh, okay. It I mean, is all of that so is sounds exciting. Good. Yep, that's it. That's all you need. Nice. I don't I loved it. It's it's one of those movies and it's perfectly executed with an interesting point of view and a fantastic cast of young people and it was wonderful where did you watch this um i think we rented it i do not know that it is streaming i saw a couple people just like randomly talking about Mm -hmm. it so i went and found it on voodoo and we rented it nice and, and it's so good if i see that it hits streaming somewhere i'll start squawking about it again but um yeah, if, if you like that kind of movie, mm-hmm. you will like this movie. Oh, okay. I mean, the, I'm looking at the poster and it looks badass. I'm into it. It's everything it promises it does it oh. does better than you would expect. Wonderful. Um, let's see. I have another <laughs> movie that I had to rent that I really liked. Uh, this was one that had been on my, like, oh, I should watch that at some point. And it's not streaming anywhere. Um, and then Faculty of Horror, the podcast, they had done an episode with pairing this with whatever happened to Baby Jane. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hear them talk about Baby Jane. So I'm like, I should probably watch this movie. It is, uh, I think it's two or three years ago, Australian movie Relic with Emily Mortimer. Oh, I know what Bella, this is, but I don't think somebody, I've seen it. There's like another actress that people would know that... Um, I don't know, but she, who's the other one in it? There's, it's a female writer-director who I don't Mm -hmm. think has done anything else yet, Natalie Erica James. Uh, It is Emily Mortimer and Bella Heathcote, who I think is a person that other people know that I don't. Um, It is, um, this was great. I really, I will say one thing. I rented this DVD via Netflix. Mm -hmm. I wish I had a better copy or I wish this is streaming somewhere in high def because it is, it was visually very muddy and I can't imagine it was supposed to look like that. Um, This is a uh, woman. So older three generations, um, the oldest woman, the grandmother or mother is, has starting down dementia, lives kind of remotely. Her daughter is Emily Mortimer. So Emily Mortimer and her daughter, who's in her twenties, they come to sort of help take care of her and something, it's not just the dementia that's going on. There is something else that might be going on. Or not, maybe. It is just dementia. Uh, it is, this was, like, this, I found this movie, like, really up- upsetting. Um, it's a lot, it's very slow. The first, mm-hmm. you know, 45 minutes or so are just kind of like, and I wasn't, it took time to grab me. Uh, and then there is a sequence that does a, like, a, and I feel like this is kind of your jam, too, like, when you're suddenly in a house that's changed and the rooms are changing and you suddenly it's getting smaller yep. and bigger and, and you're trapped and it does, there's a scene like that, that was really for me upsetting. Um, and it's, so it's scary and it, it, I, I think it doesn't, I don't necessarily understand all of what it was doing. Um, I don't know if I'm meant to, I wonder if I go back, if I'll see, if I'll put certain things together or kind of see thematically what was going on in a different way. Um, but this was really good. Uh, really, I don't know, like this, like got me like this, I found this upsetting, but like in a way that I should have found it upsetting, if that makes sense. I, I, so I looked it up because I, 
I knew it You've was You've seen familiar. the poster. The poster's really familiar, right? Yes. So I, I definitely recognize it, and I've definitely danced around mm-hmm. watching it. But I, uh, in, this, in this new era, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> sometimes when I'm like, this looks upsetting, yeah. I'll never watch it. It, it. just I don't want to challenge myself. But you've said some things that make me very curious. Yeah. yeah. It's – and also I don't want to say that it is completely depressing because it um, – it's not. It, it, and that's what I think is fascinating about the ending. And I'm not spoiling anything. I, I would not dare to. But it, it's really loaded where I think you could read it a lot of different ways. And it, it is, I don't, it, it's upsetting because of what's going on and what people are putting each other through. And also, like, it's very much about death and dying and sickness and all of that. So all of that is there. So if that's something that you either crave or that really you can't handle then this is probably not the movie for you right now maybe mm-hmm. it will be at a different time but um but there is something i don't know it is it is not completely like oh this is this is a um just dark dark movie it's dark but there's love in it i guess i don't know it's a lot of things i i really liked it it's one that eventually if you ever wanted <laughs> to watch i would say let's cover it and let's really dive into it because i think there's a lot there and a lot that i'd like want to go back in and play with but it's also you know it's not an easy watch yeah well i mean that might be the only way to get me to watch yeah, it at this okay. point i get it which is I, i'm not resentful of that i mm-hmm, just know sure. myself right <laughs> sure all right i have a few more you got more uh, or are we rounding your list yeah into? i have i have a couple um <clears throat> did you see barbarian not yet still waiting that's one that i've read nothing about because everybody keeps kind of saying like oh no nothing going in but i'm like is just tell me one thing is brandon gonna like it or no should i watch probably it on my own not. Okay. okay probably not okay um but but that's I, i'm just injecting myself and what i know about mm-hmm. him yes uh i thought it did i won't spoil anything obviously i thought it did a lot of things really well and there was a lot of it that i was like yes let's go mm-hmm. but but it takes a turn into an area, an area of the genre that I'm not a fan of. Okay. And and didn't didn't make didn't endear itself to me. Um, I still gave it three stars because what it did well, it really did well, mm-hmm. and it is a, it has a point of view. It is it is going somewhere, doing something. It's interesting. It's just not for me. Sure, I get it. <clears throat> so definitely, once you see it, I would love to talk about it because I'm curious. If you're, you'll be as, as like put off by some of it, or if mm-hmm. you, you will just let it happen to you. you okay. Know? Got it. Got it. I will come back soon with a yeah, review. Yeah. Let me that. know. Um, okay. Here's one that, I don't know. It was there. I, I was, I've always been curious about this and it was in front of me. The 1990 something remake of Diabolique. With Sharon Stone, Isabella Johnny, and Chaz Palminteri. Yeah, yep, uh, I've never seen it. it. I, you know, I, I would be wildly curious. I feel like you might like it. It does some things. Sharon Stone in this movie is fantastic. She is going for it. She knows what she's doing. She's in control of herself. She is just oh, she is so. Um, she is smoking in every scene. She is dressed to the nines. Like she's just what. Perfect. She's perfect in this movie. Um, it, it, it's and it's fun for a while. For a while, I was like, really, I'm like, oh, this movie got unfairly bashed. But then it does. The ending happens and just keeps happening, and it goes. It does the thing that '90s remakes of very dark movies did, where you're like, wait, no, how does that even just 
no. So it's ultimately a mess, but um, entertaining <laughs> and, and weirdly 90s, but also weirdly 90s throwing back to the 50s. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's there. And I don't think and I'm surprised again. I feel like this like show, if it showed on Netflix, everybody would have like, I don't know, nothing to do in the pandemic. Let's rewatch Diabolique. Uh, but sadly, they didn't do that. So what can I say? I mean, you never know what you're going to get with that genre. <laughs> you don't. No, no. It's This is a lot, I'd say. But again, it's it's not good, but it was entertaining to me. So That's how I feel about Sliver. Mm. I just, in a similar vein, I think. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> I don't know that Sliver it's... is wildly entertaining. It's a lot, but it's and it's not good at all. But it's... Yeah, yeah. but I was like, all right, let's watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not turning this one off. I got to see what, what where Billy Baldwin's going next in her body. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. Uh, I got a few more. You have more? Um, I'm running low. Okay. I have... Oh, I, I watched... Okay. Well, I, I'm putting together a little list of uh, Agatha Christie adaptations mm-hmm. or murder mysteries. And there is a movie uh, called Endless Night. Okay. If, from 1972. That I think there's actually two of them, which I had I'd never seen. And, and it often is presented as like the supernatural Agatha Christie. Okay. And, and I know I've not read this source material either, so I don't really know how, what, what uh, liberties it's taking, but um, Haley Mills is in it. Mm. And so is Britt Eklund. Ooh. Okay. Neat. And I believe it's on Tubi, but it's, uh, it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest Agatha Christie, like hands down, bar none. <laughs> Nice. It feels like a 72 movie. Okay. It is very ethereal and dreamlike and and it has it's a series of false starts. I'm like, "Oh, is this what the movie's about?" No. Oh, so it's about No. I love Well, I don't do know that. What this, I don't think that this movie I don't think I knew what this movie was actually about until maybe the last 15 minutes, but I don't think I'm mad about any of it. Okay, it sounds entertaining. It's 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 very entertaining, and if you are looking for it's, I I I don't want to spoil it, but but it's a murder mystery, but but I don't think it tells you that it's a murder mystery literally until it's ending, and you're like, oh, I get this movie now. Interesting. Okay, but okay. It, it's weird, and I and I liked it, and it's very, and it's got this the most Haley Mills sings the most obnoxious song. <laughs> And it'll get stuck in your head. Nice. Forever. All right. I'll, I'll look out for it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're in the mood. Um, okay. An, an older film I watched. Uh, I had seen this before, but Brandon hadn't. And it was, I think we watched, I think it was on Halloween that we watched this. Because I, um, and I uh, still love it and find it weirdly special. Uh, Brandon didn't. And that was Carnival of Souls. I've actually never seen Carnival of Souls. Really? That surprises me, just because it's um, it's public domain. So, I mean, I, maybe now it's not. But for years, like, you couldn't not watch it because it was in front of your eyes all the time. Uh, it's, I, ah, I would like you to watch it. I'd be curious what you think of it. Um, it, for me, like, I see that the seams, like, it is a low-budget movie made by people that didn't make movies, starring people who weren't really in movies. Uh, I think the lead actress was one of the few actors in it, and I think she's very good. This is a movie that to me is a um, clearly influential on a million other movies, both in terms of story and just visuals and mood. Uh, it 
I still think it's haunting. I still just pull images from it constantly in my head when I want to think about stuff, but mm. uh, did not work for my husband. So whatever that has oh, to say. Oh, really? He didn't. He, it ends and I kind of look at him. I'm like, ah, he's like, I fell asleep a few times. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And he looked at me. He's like, why was he's like, did, did, was anybody in that movie an actor? I'm like, I, you know, like one or two people. But I like, it's charming. Like it is low budget. It is clearly, um, not made by people that normally made movies and in part sometimes i think that like is to its benefit because i think there's things that are yeah. creepier about it because of that but i don't know it's very twilight zoney to me um like even like the main kind of plot is very much i'm sure if there was a twilight zone episode or two that was that um but just it's black and white and there's some very to me striking imagery but you know at least for me not for my husband so. Oh, I i mean, i it's one of those things, right? It's always been there, and I'm like, oh, I should probably watch this eventually. I, I probably should watch it. I feel like you should, because I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to oversell it, but as, especially if you go in knowing that it's not going to be uh, Diabolik, yeah. there's things in it that are interesting and that are eerie and that you'll notice and recognize in other filmmakers' work. Um, so, yeah, all those things. What else do you have? I'm pretty much okay. I'm, I'm I'm almost tapped out. Okay, that's all right. I've got uh, okay. So I have three, and then the two that I think we probably want to spoil. Go into okay. more detail. Yep. So okay, so the three I have left. Uh, a rewatch for me. Another one of those when I was sitting there with my COVID shot, trying to like focus on anything. I turned on Shutter to look at stuff that I'd already seen, and I realized it's been a really long time since I watched popcorn. And I still oh, yeah. love popcorn. I yeah. popcorn we rented a lot as kids, uh, and it's it's still really fun. It holds up. Good time. Uh, then uh, two more. Uh, also on Shutter, I finally watched Scream Queens, the documentary about Mark Patton, who was oh yeah, the lead I still have Elm not Street seen 2. it. You you should. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's um you learn a lot. It's that you watch and just realize you get. It's a very good window into his life at a very particular time in the industry and what it mm -hmm. meant to be a gay man who was basically outed by a performance in a movie. And it's, um, there's a lot there. It's ultimately positive, but I mean, it goes down dark paths for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And just the story behind it and as much as like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 always was an easy joke in some ways, there's a bigger part to it. And also thinking of the person in behind it who was sort of thrown to the wolves from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you will recognize some faces because you'll see our dear friend, Jason Fozzie. And Woo! you also will see uh, Freddie from Night Living Podcast are both, both in it uh, briefly. So that, I mean, that's worth it alone. Exactly. I, I definitely have, it's always been on my radar. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there on Shutter. So. Ooh, All right, and then the last thing before we'll just talk, dive deeper into um, it was also Halloween, so I'm like, ah, oh, you know, let me put on a Halloween movie, but uh, let me, oh, you know what? Halloween 5 is the Halloween movie I've probably seen the least out of any Halloween movie. Uh, I remember nothing of it, and so I watched Halloween 5. It is not nearly as bad as I thought it was. Um, mm -hmm. I think I mixed 5 and 6 up quite a bit. It's easy to do. I believe yeah. I've done that. Because really, like, four and five are the ones you should mix up, because they're the same, they're the continuous timeline 
with the same cast, but five, for some reason, because four, I, I've watched a lot, and four is always on cable. Four was the one that I think as a kid, like, was most interesting to me because it was about a kid. And four, I think, is like the third best Halloween movie. Four, I think, is a very good slasher. Five yeah. is not terrible. Um, I don't like how they handle the Rachel character. I see why they did it, but I don't like it. It bothers me a lot. I think they had they ended on such an interesting note with where Jamie leaves off. And to say, oh, no, we can't go that route. We'll go a completely different route is so disappointing for the movie because it's just then another repeat of four, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know, like there, there's some decisions in it that are very dumb uh, th- that this is, I can see why, like, I don't remember this because it's just not that memorable, but it's not nearly as bad as I uh, remembered it being. So it's fine. It's a perfectly fine Halloween movie to throw on in the background. Yeah, I, I, I'm i all over the place with uh, four, five, and six, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they're, they're the depends- continuous timeline. It depends when I see, when I watch them, it depends my mood. Mm -hmm. Like I fluctuate between hating all of them. And then occasionally I'll be like, oh, this, wait, are these like, I don't know. I'm all over the place with them. I wish, and I forget which, which is which all the time. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. They just all, I guess, you know what it is? I never, I didn't see them when they released and most of the other Halloween movies before and after those, I either grew up with or I or saw, you in the saw theater. them, yeah. <laughs> but those those three are like in this weird hole for me in my brain. Well, and I mean, it's easy too to forget because the plot plot wise, they go so wild uh, between five introducing Blackthorn and then six, uh, the, and the multiple cuts of six, and it just takes it in a completely wild direction that because it doesn't even pay off or isn't really satisfying like it's very easy to just forget like i remember nothing of six and we'll probably never watch it again so uh but on that note um i think we need to talk about halloween ends yeah let's talk about it all right so uh i feel like we're gonna spoil it so um if you haven't seen halloween ends just because i think we have to talk about some things there uh quick recap on how we both felt about the first two movies in this franchise you go first uh, I loved the first one. It changed my life. Uh, it made me feel like I had hope in humanity again. Uh, it was a game changer. The second one felt like a slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't going to watch the third one. So I didn't like the first one. I didn't hate it. I, this prime example of it's fine, but not for me. Yeah. I was, I found it boring. Um, and then the Halloween Kills, I just, I hated so much. I hated how it was done. I hated the attitude of it. And then I was almost at the point of like, I don't know, fine, sure, they tried something. And then it ended the way it ended with, and this is a spoiler to that movie, although everybody knows it, which was you took the time to only give one character any real growth in that movie which is judy greer who gets to do stuff and gets to like um you know make decisions and save somebody and all that and then at the last minute you just slaughter her uh really pissed me off that was one of those like you already made me mad and now i'm just not here for this so i also had no desire to see halloween ends but figured Mm -hmm. here's the thing at first I was like, I don't, I'm not, maybe I don't even need to bother at all. Because it, it, as soon as it came out, everything I was reading was pretty much what I expected, which was like people really just hating it. And then I started to see the other side and 
including the person I'm talking to now who kind of seemed to have some something positive to say about it. So I was like, all right, you know what? Fine. I'll give it a chance. So I have my feelings. Um, I would like to hear your feelings. I loved it. I thought it was revelatory. I thought it was a gift. I thought it was wild and weird. And I don't like direct remakes. I think especially in different eras, I think that they don't work. I like spiritual remakes Mm -hmm. that, that take the point, take the thrust and then say, how do I apply this now? Or how do I apply this in a new way or modern way? Having seen, the third one I think maybe the second one isn't that bad I need to go watch it again but I so this is a very high thought and I might not be able to articulate it well stone cold sober in the middle of the day but (laughs) I believe that the that Halloween 2018's Halloween is a singular finished film I believe that I believe that it begins and it ends and that's it hello we finished the story then two is like a wild, weird, exploitative, shitty slasher, mm-hmm. like a like a bottom of the barrel, garbage day, yelling yeah. garbage day. Yeah, slasher. yeah. I mean, two makes the Ram Zabi films look like classy. <laughs> but I think it was supposed to be that way. So then you get to three, and three is like the sequel that's not really a sequel three is like oh we brought in all these new characters but it feels super weird because they were filmed at the same time well not yeah i think the second the third one was actually the two and three were filmed really close to each other i think yeah they were all filmed consecutively let's say they stayed under the same creative control characters didn't shift casting didn't get wild or change that's why i think it feels so weird if they had come out four or five years apart and we Mm -hmm. never knew if we were getting a third one or whatever whatever i don't think we would have been reacting well we would have but i don't think it would have been in so extreme as it was when we saw it because i i guess like a fool thought it was going to be a continuous cohesive trilogy that whose themes in the in the first entry matched the themes in the last entry boy was i wrong they didn't even try they weren't even trying it wasn't on the radar to do it was it's three different movies they're not connected in any way they're fan fiction of each other to be honest and then that third one shows up and it's it's a fucking dream come true i love Corey so much this character is so unnecessary but (laughs) so but but he is an unnecessary slasher hero. He is the guy that in J- Jason 4, we're like, why are we following him again? What is this? When is Jason going to show up? They captured that so well. <laughs> I loved it. So, uh, so uh, okay. So, um, I, for me, I will say... I'm wa- I'm watching the movie and like Brandon's like walking in the room and out of the room. He's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "Oh, oh." I'm like, "Ah, they're trying something." And I will say, I appreciate that they tried something. I like the idea of Corey. I like the idea of um suddenly it is not about Michael Myers, but it's about this idea of Michael Myers and what it has done to this town. Mm-hmm. I think thematically that's really interesting and that could have been done like that could have been the thesis of those three movies. And I think 
you can then make an argument for part two doing that, right? That the worst part of part two isn't Michael, it's the town and how they, you know, gang up and kill an innocent man all in the name of ridding themselves of this evil force. So then in three, that giving birth essentially to completely unrelated person in any way who ends up sort of possessed by this negativity of Haddonfield, right? This unlucky guy who kind of gets screwed and makes a bad decision, but it's a worse decision out of his hands and it leads him down this path of being a pariah in town. Um, All of that I could go with and I could go with this guy then trying and then failing to be like, okay, no, 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 I can make it work. No, oh, no, what? You know, the way I can make it work is I can be Michael Myers. I really would like that movie. I think I could have taken that movie. The problem was several. <laughs> one of which being, um, I don't think this movie. Uh, I honestly like. I know it never would have happened, but I would have given this movie a lot of respect if Michael Myers never showed up at all. That would have been fine. Like if it was just. This copycat, basically. That wasn't going to happen. I get it. But then why invest so much time of your movie in this guy, who I have no idea how I was supposed to feel about. Uh, The biggest issue I had was, okay, and I'm not, like, I love love Laurie Strode. Um, Laurie Strode of Halloween, I think, is still somebody I will, I could write essays about. Laurie Strode of these movies... Part of it also is not necessarily the movie's fault, but so much of the marketing and so much of the everything around this movie was like, Jamie Curtis, Jamie Curtis gets to do, Lori gets to do this. And Lori between these three movies is not the same person. Um, but, for her but to, isn't that great? For her to, her to open this movie with like, <laughs> I forgive everybody. Michael Myers is still out there. And the last time thing we knew about him, he gutted your daughter. How would she be at peace right now? I can I can I posit something and I don't know because I've not listened I don't follow these filmmakers. I uh, the second the second movie turned me off. I don't I didn't care what any of them had to say, so I don't know if I'm completely making this up, but it really feels like the first movie is the movie that well, they wanted to make and they knew they had to make two more, so they just made two completely different movies about other stuff in Haddonfield at different times with different versions of these characters. I would I like that would have been great if they could have done that. Like there's I think elements of that, but ultimately the last 20 minutes of this movie are Michael Myers again doing nothing new and yet still it being about him and it being about that and and the like the other thing that really like because I when I watched it and right after I watched it I was a little more I was still like I still didn't like it but I was a little more finding like good things to think about it and then the more I thought about it the more I kept thinking about the Andy character and the more I realized no these guys had no idea what they were doing between film to film to film because if they did this was the character that should have made sense and could have been your the person you look to to understand what these movies were doing and for a minute i in this movie i thought that was because first of all i don't think you can go from being a 17 year old to four years later being head nurse at a hospital but whatever the actress looks like she's 45 so i guess it's okay um the idea that she immediately after what three days is like head over heels in love with this guy who um her grandmother has like forced on her and for a minute i was like oh 
she's going to be a killer. This is going to be, because in the first movie, what is her Halloween costume? Bonnie and Clyde. Yep. Oh, there's, there's, and they're going to do a Bonnie and Clyde thing. Yep. I was like, for a minute, I'm like, this could be really smart. If they go that route, it's going to be clumsy and it's not going to work. But that would be badass and that would be having something to say and something to throw at you that it's cool. But they don't. They just have her waffle back and forth constantly and with no um, no character work whatsoever, completely change her mind for absolutely no reason. She walks in the door. She has no, spoiler alert, she has no reason to not believe that her grandmother has just killed Corey. And a scene before, she was... This was the most important thing in her life. And then suddenly she's on her grandmother's side. And she saves her life. And Michael Myers. Like none of that carries. It, it makes any sense. And it's. I don't know. It's one of those things that. I, I, I don't want to say every filmmaker has to treat their characters. Like people in a way. Because <laughs> I understand there is a whole level of filmmaking. Where that like. And I think David Lynch is a prime example of that where a lot of his characters don't necessarily have to be consistent. They don't have to, you don't, you don't have to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Um, And you can accept that. But in this case, it feels like they're, if they were going to do that, then do it. Don't randomly use this person as the thread that brings things together just, and does whatever you need her to do in the moment in order to move the plot to where you need it to get to. It just, it felt sloppy and like, and that's how I felt about too. also was like, it was just sloppy filmmaking and lazy filmmaking. And I think if you, if another filmmaker who didn't have enough clout made that movie, they would not be working in studios that long after, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I mean this, I, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> no, I, no, to, stop. To me, so I look back at Christine of a year and a half ago or whatever yeah. when we were yelling about Halloween kills. Ha- yeah. Halloween, yes. And like this stands, this is stands in opposition. My That's okay. reaction now, I'm just like, it's not that deep. It's it's yeah. a stupid movie. They made stupid choices and they pissed a lot of people off. And I kind of, I think they trolled everybody and I kind of think it's funny because- It is. The, I just wish the movie was also entertaining. That's the other problem I But have. I think it I is. It's, it's a mirror of, it's a mirror of Season of the Witch in a way. The way that they, and and it goes, and it does the, the, the stuff from what we were just, was talking about where he can where mike can possess people and like he's this like you know like the thorn and all that yeah. shit it, it does stuff like that and and this this weird thing where he like gets power after he kills it's so weird it's weird and it makes it like explicitly supernatural which i think is really fun and weird yeah. i don't know I get, yeah. I get it. We just, we disagree, and that we is do, absolutely yeah. fine. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, I and it's one like, and, and I didn't, I didn't go in wanting to hate it. I didn't want to go like I, you know, I went in expecting to hate it, but I went in open minded. And again, it was because I knew you and a few other people were like, no, I don't know. Where it's like, oh, okay, maybe. And I, I appreciate some of the swings they took. I feel like there was a movie in there that could have worked for me. But that's not the movie they made. And that's fine. Uh, but it doesn't make me... It makes me kind of just like look at the other three, the other two movies and the series and be like, ugh. Like, am I really going to rank Rob Zombie's Halloween over these? I don't know! It just also then... That's the other part of it. 
I go back and say, like, man, Halloween's a really shitty franchise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Defenders. But there are four good movies in that franchise. Of 13? We're at 13 now? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to... I think my ratio is probably higher than that, than four. I mean, one, I don't really actually like two. One, three, H2O, Resurrection. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I I can't help it. And, And then Halloween and then and then ends so i like a lot of them i think um it, this is more this is the halloween franchise is is air quotes my franchise when when you're talking okay. about the big the big ones like yeah. jason freddy i tend to go more this way i do think uh, the the freddy movies i like i like more than these sure i like west better than john carpenter at this point i think um I don't know. They're very divisive, and I, I'm curious to see how it'll age. I yeah. personally think that is people who didn't watch them when they came out, or maybe younger people who then just kind of stumble upon them. I think they'll they'll be a groundswell of love for this trilogy for different reasons. I think. Yeah, I would agree. I think, and again, hey, uh, which Friday the Thirteenth Part Five has defenders today, and yeah, that was hard pressed to find back in the day. <laughs> So I would agree. I, th- I think in 10 years when we look at these again, because that's the beauty of horror also is that we do that constantly. I think it'll be interesting to see where it stands later down the line. Uh, I just, again, I wish it's not just that I wish they were, um, I don't know, telling stories differently. I just yeah. wish they were also entertaining. And to me, like, I didn't like watching these movies, which is the, you know, at the end of the day, at least with the exception of Nightmare 5, which I think is, is, and even that has good sequences in it, but I think that movie is actively like, there's something about the attitude of that movie and the tone of that movie that is dull. Every other one of those, even when they're not good, I can, I can watch them and, and have a good time. And I don't have a good time with these three, but, but who knows? (laughs) <laughs> I will tell. To, to each their own I'm glad they exist but I, I get if someone wants to pretend like they never happened I, I like good I don't yeah. I think that the filmmakers knew that they were making something absolutely divisive I do <laughs> I agree I agree they and, had to have, yeah. right they had yeah. to. <laughs> no no I do and I mean again I go back to details of the other films like that Judy Greer is wearing a Christmas sweater in the first film and they never say anything about it but it's clearly a joke that's there. In part yeah. two, there's the scene where like everybody's standing there, the mob is armed, and there's a woman with an iron. There are things in those movies that these are funny guys, these are smart guys directing these movies. I just don't know that their humor and their attitude and everything else directly translates into a movie that I want to watch or that I find value yeah. in. So, And I completely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, okay, there was one other movie I was going to throw out because I thought I can't talk about what I didn't like about it without spoiling. Uh, and it's a movie that I know you've seen as well. And it was Ooh, the, night, the, the Night House. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah. And, it I, I, and I need to, again, I, please, where, where's my little card that I hand out that just says I need to rewatch it? <laughs> I, would, I would like to rewatch it because people clearly found something in this movie. Yeah. I don't, I didn't. 
Same. I was frustrated. So, speak to me and maybe it'll jog my memory. Okay. So Rebecca Hall's amazing. She's always amazing. She's Rebecca Hall. Always. She she's, can't ever not be great in something. Uh, this movie is moody. It's it's effective for a while. You're you're with it. You're haunted. You're creeped out. I watched this. Yep. Lights off. Brandon was out that evening. I had the night to myself. I'm like, I'm turning the lights off. I My dinner's already made, so I don't have to get up. I'm sitting here for an hour and a half watching this movie. And I wanted to be scared, and I wasn't scared. I was scared maybe in the beginning, and then quickly I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Um, the idea of this basically a it, it weirdly wants to give us a lot of detail about these people, but no detail about these people. So it's hard mm-hmm. to fully understand. I love that Rebecca Hall in this movie is not lovable. She is not... Um, warm she is saying the wrong thing she is cruel because she is grieving the uh the suicide of her husband all of those things i was i was loving i was into but i didn't understand their relationship i had got nothing of it and yet it clearly had to be strong enough for spoiler alert him to kill like two dozen women that are just buried in his night house like right there how long can you really get away with doing that Am I not supposed to think about that? Because I was really thinking about that. <laughs> no, I I don't remember having the, that reaction. But but that being said, I definitely know what you mean. And I definitely didn't feel like it fit. Yeah. I think this is one of those movies that, and again, I know it's been effective for a lot of people. This is a movie also about depression and about mental health. And it may, again, be one of those things where uh, your your mileage of this movie may vary a lot with your experiences with that. So I will say that, that I think people that have different windows um, might f- watch this and say, no, this, this spoke to me very differently. And I respect that and I can understand that. Um, and I I want to buy into it because again Rebecca Hall is so good that I am yeah. there when she is talking about how dark things have gotten for her I I am there and I I don't need to be told so many things about it to understand um, I like the idea of this almost Final Destination thing right that oh well I almost I died when I was you know seventeen in a car accident and what I saw was this and it's after me that's a great concept but then there's so much but not enough that just takes it in a different direction. And it just, as a viewer, it's really a weird thing to kind of accept that I'm rooting for a woman who's here because her husband killed like 50 innocent other women. I don't know. I got really hung up on that. might've just been me. No, I, I, I can't say that that's what I got hung up on necessarily, but I know that I didn't get it. Like it, it was something else and then it turned into something I didn't get mm-hmm. and it made everything feel cheaper. Yeah. Like I, 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 again, ugh, I do should, I should rewatch it so I can actually formulate. I like to be able to say why something didn't work. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm always like, I'll rewatch it to figure it out. <laughs> but like there were parts of it. I, I, I feel like the, We've we've said the the worst thing a movie can do is be boring. I've said right. that before. I think you've agreed. Yes. For me, and the second worst thing then is if I'm trying to figure out, or if your premise is so good that I'm now trying to figure out how to fix it. Well, mm. well I wouldn't have done that. What I would have done was it would yeah. be the same. 
And I know I did that with this movie. I wrote a couple notes like, ooh, it, this would be a good premise. Woman does right. this, this, this. If we this, go this. in this direction, if we lean on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't like doing that because it pulls me out, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I'm no longer enjoying the film I'm watching. But if I've gotten to that point, I'm completely lost. And that happened. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's int very interesting because I know, again, it, I feel like most people really, really got a lot out of it. And I knew you didn't, but I, I went in fully wanting to get all of it. And yeah. it was really interesting to me for, for when that movie ended to be like, I need to check in with Christine and just see if we're on the same, like, what is the movie that we didn't see that everybody else saw? Yeah. It, it didn't feel particularly emotional or... It, and, and I feel like yeah. other people were having like a big emotional reaction with it. And I think in part, like because of the way Re Rebecca Hall's character is and how she's playing her, it she is very, um, I don't know what the word is, but she is putting up walls. Clearly that is what she does as, as this person. So as an audience member, you, you feel those walls and you understand why those walls are there. This is a woman who has, fought and battled with some very dark stuff and the only person that seemingly understood her is dead that being said she's got like a really cool friend who's totally like there for her and everything yeah. so that's another and again and i know this is where um i my view on things like this probably might sound like like i'm very much missing something to other people that have a different relationship with this but it was I almost wish that friend wasn't there. Like I almost wish she was more alone, that she was more isolated, that she really, um, I don't know that, that there was a, a bigger reason for this igloo that she was on. Um, and it's hard for me maybe to understand that directly and emotionally because that, that is also so not me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're onto something there because, again, I cannot stress enough how much about this movie I do not remember, but that feels right. What you just said feels really accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. It's it's all there, and then it yeah. does something that I don't think I'm interested in. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Have you seen – what was the – you haven't – there's the other Rebecca Hall movie that everybody keeps Reservation, I think. Um, Resurrection? Resurrection. Resurrection, yeah. Resurrection. I have not. It is on yeah. Hulu now, I think. It's streaming somewhere, so I will watch it soon. It might be on Shudder. So. Oh, is it on Shudder? It might be on Shudder. It's definitely on one of the sites that you and I both have, so. Yeah, I, I want to watch that yeah. in hopes that I'll capture what I missed. Right. I mean, I, <laughs> she's so good. Like, my yep. gosh. you And you still haven't seen Passing, have you? Which is the movie she directed? I have not, no. You, oh, it's no, so, so good! Like, she is a, an incredibly, incredibly special person and performer and artist, and I can watch her do anything. And um, I, it just it wasn't enough for me to to fully get what was going on there. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was our big old catch up. Uh, now, for those of you who I don't know are are like us and have no idea what time of year it is, um, my my calendar says November thirteenth, which means something is happening. Christine, do you know what season is coming? The the holiday season. It's the holiday more, season. More specifically, the stocking the stuffer. Stocking season. stuffer season. So, uh, some of you who might. Long-time listeners know, but people who don't know are going to be very confused when suddenly 
uh, we start putting out, like when normally we do like an episode a month or so, suddenly you're going to have like 10 episodes in your feed and be like, what, why are all of these about Hallmark Christmas movies? And that is because for the eighth year in a row, um, I will be back doing stocking stuffers where uh, I and uh, Christine will be on one. I'll have other special guests join us for some others as we dive into the talk about specific subgenres, the very specific subgenres of holiday romance movies that have their own formula. And we go through that. And uh, yeah, so if you don't care about this at all, just, you know, you can like skip anything that says stocking stuffer and know that come like January, we'll be back with normal episodes. Why would you skip those, though? I, you know, I, they're usually faster, and you can always listen in double speed if you don't, if your head doesn't explode when you do that, like it does for some people. <laughs> but yeah, lots of lots of stuff on the way. So uh, um, that again, I just want to uh, not apologize in advance, but like warn people in advance because if you came here to listen to us talk about like I don't know the guttings of Halloween kills and Carnival of Souls, you might be surprised when suddenly we're talking about like cupcakes and stuff that comes up in these movies so it's true cupcakes do come up a lot so much so many times unless cupcakes now and just like secret recipes like oh my father's sauce recipe and my mother's sour cream cake and all of that but yeah cupcakes they're they're still there (laughs) very exciting stuff yes indeed so christine in the meantime where can people find you um i'm still on twitter i'm watching it die slowly (laughs) depressing and fun are you verified? Uh, never. I never have been. Never will nope. be, baby. <laughs> um, Xteen underscore make peace. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter. Yay. I'm going to start writing uh, not for outlets and just writing in there because I hate pitching. Um, that being said, I've also pitched a couple things, so there'll be new writing from me. So follow me on Twitter or sign Yay. up for my newsletter if you care. And read Christine's books, which you can find on Amazon at christinemakepeace.com. Thanks. What about you? Do you have anything new? Uh, not particularly. Just um, sort of stretching and, and gearing up for stocking stuffers. A lot of conditioning to do there. I have to eat a lot of cookies. You gotta. You gotta. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, I do have something. Um, in December, and I don't have the date in front of me, but sometime in December, if anybody is in the uh, Hudson Valley area, I will be participating in a Kevin Geeks Out variety show. <gasps> so, What's the theme or topic? It's Christmas. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I guess I could have figured that out. I, well, I haven't decided fully yet. I'm going one of two ways on what aspect of Christmas I'll be doing, but one aspect of Christmas that either way, it's something that I've talked about a lot uh, uh, here and there, but we will see what that is. I'll have details down the line, but December, I have no calendar in front of me. It's like a Wednesday in December in Beacon, New York. I want to say it's the 14th, but that might be wrong. We'll have details when they come. Um, and also, uh, for people listening who maybe, if anything looks different on your feed and such, um, we have moved feeds and we are now part of the Weirding Way Media Network, which is pretty cool. Um, some other great shows there that you will find, including Projection Booth, which Christine has just guested on, on The Hunger That's episode. True. So go find that. Have Should we do like a reintroduction episode in case people don't know who we are? Oh, probably. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe at the beginning of the next episode, we could just be like, this is who we are and this is how we met and this is what we like to do. Oh, I love it. It can be like a flashback episode. Yeah. And then we could talk about a movie, obviously. But then we could just say stuff about ourselves real quick. I like that. I like that. We we could mention some of the movies we've seen together and the (gasps) movies we've bonded over together. 
I love it. Fantastic. There you go. Yeah, let's do that. So come January, when we're sort of refreshing everything, uh, look out for the Feminine Critique colon Origins. (laughs) I love that it's a whole thing. Yeah, I love it. All right, we'll be back at some point there. In the meantime, find us in places like we said on Twitter and stuff. Feminine Podcast or x underscore make beast deadly dolls we're out there and we look forward to hearing from all of you about which team of halloween ends you're on oh no don't don't, <laughs> tell, don't tell me well i i you know it's one of those things though i'm telling you where the people that are going to be um positive about it are going to be really passionate about it so your team might beat my team just out of enthusiasm yeah, if you want to talk to me and not be an asshole, great. But so many people want to be, like, oh. complete dicks about that movie. Yeah, yeah. No, never be a dick about a movie. Because something you hate, somebody else might love. It happens to us all the time. There's no reason sure. to ever trash on... And again, like, I know it's it's easy to say and not always easy to do. I stop myself... Um, I often realize I'm about to, like, give a bad opinion about something when somebody has posted something positive, and I'm like, why am I doing that? That's terrible. There's no reason to give a, a bad opinion about something that somebody is enjoying. I yeah. can't say I'm 100% guilt, uh, innocent of always catching myself, but I try very hard, and you should too, because there's no reason to be a, a dick about something somebody cares about. Yeah, don't do that. No. I probably hate your favorite movie. You right. don't hear me. You don't hear me say shit about it. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to um, stop recording so Christine and I can talk shit about all of your favorite movies. <gasps> Never. <laughs> all right, folks. See you around the holiday bend. Goodbye. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor.